0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Give a Buck. As always, I'm here with Matt. Matt, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And we have another guest on the show tonight. However, it's yet again another one called Matt, but he's from the dark side. It is Matt Hardy who runs the UK Nets fan account on Twitter. Matt, how are you doing? Uh very
1: well, mate. Thanks for thanks for both having me on, lads. Um happy to be here, despite you know, having
0: to sit here and talk to Bucks fans. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us, mate. Um, also, we'll start a little bit about yourself. Obviously, if you want to tell us about what you do, obviously, I know you run the UK Nets Twitter account. What else is it you do? Yeah, so obviously the main bread and butter is
1: UK Nets Fans, which, you know, just like UK Bucks, it's a, it's a fan page that we can just get together and discuss all things Brooklyn Nets. We host uh, a weekly podcast called bk to uk with two of your fellow countrymen um where we break down the latest next news game recaps we take listener questions we look ahead to the next game week uh, we also throw in some wmba coverage there for the new york liberty uh, which is something we've just started doing this season which is really fun uh jumping on the w um and yeah it's not it's it's one of those like you try and be sort of tread that line between being like a media guy like a report a reporter well not a blogger because i don't do blogs and stuff like that but it's literally just getting together with fans and just kind of like keeping that community going that community feel chatting about um stuff so we've got a discord server for purely uk-based nets fans where we can sort of just nerd out about what's going on in nets world chat rubbish play a bit of fantasy nba and all that good stuff um and yeah, and like the more serious side of stuff, um, I write for a website called Nets Republic, where we have like a I have a monthly article that goes out just about my perspective, really. So yeah, like that keeps me busy, keeps me off the streets.
0: You're a busy man. It's a shame that you're writing about the nets, but you know, <laughs> I suppose we can let that one slide. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the big the big one that we're going to speak about is probably going to be the series between the box and the nets last year. It was. Well, I think it'll go down as one of the best in recent history anyway. Obviously, even taking out the outcome of the Bucs winning, it was a huge thing. <laughs> I think we'll touch on, obviously, Walt, what went right and what went wrong for the Nets last season. And sort of opening night, obviously, ring night for the Bucks is a rematch against the Nets. And then what your expectations will be for the season, for the Nets going forward. Yeah, sounds good. Can't wait. Let's, okay. let's dive in. Absolutely, also. So we'll start with what. What do you think went right and wrong for the Nets last season? Obviously, I'm assuming the main one's going to be potentially injuries.
1: Yeah. So if, if we start on the positive side of it, I think um, I think people after the season he had, people forget that Kevin Durant came back from an Achilles injury at the start of last year. Um, obviously, one of the worst injuries you can get as an athlete, and he was arguably as good, possibly as Look better than he has ever looked which is mad to me um obviously I've got my my Nets hat on literally and figuratively but like as a as a Nets fan it's just like he's the best player in in the universe I know you guys will probably argue against that but um that was obviously huge um adding James Harden to this team partway through the season (laughs) to an already stacked team was crazy, um, even though, you know, the way he got here may have been a bit questionable. Um, and we got rid of a really popular core group of guys, Karis LeVert, Jarrett Allen, uh, to name to the two main ones. Um, we had a, a historically good offense when we were all clicking. So that was huge last season. Um, you know, to cap it all off, we absolutely smoked the Celtics in the first round of the playoffs, which felt incredibly good.
0: That was four one that series finished, wasn't it? Yeah, high, they, yeah see- they, got,
1: they got a token one in Boston, but yeah, we absolutely wiped the floor with them.
0: I think everyone expected it to sort of sweep them, didn't they, at that point? That from yeah. our perspective, it was quite nice that they took you to five games. Mm-hmm. Albeit, you know, it was it gave you an extra game for a bit of tiredness more than anything else. But it was a shame going into the box series because I think it was hard and Irving and Irvin both got injured as the series went on.
1: Not right. Uh, I have some very strong opinions about those two injuries that we'll probably get into if you want to. No, let's go for it. You know what? Let's
0: jump right in there because that sounds interesting. Let's okay.
1: do it. I mean, you know, the the other wrongs of the season, paling in comparison to how wrong, um, thanks to you guys, essentially. Um, but no, so are we are we diving straight into the series? Are we? Let's, let's do it. Do let's, it. Do let's go into the series. Go we'll go back we to the,
0: right and the, sorry, the good and bad. Okay. Points. We can go Quite, back sorry.
1: So, so, game one. Nets won 115-107. Uh, we lost James Harden after 43 seconds in that first game, which <laughs> the funny thing, right? So the funny thing talking to Bucks fans, and I, and I would love to hear what you guys have to say about this, but w- we were saying, you know, we lost James Harden, and we got Bucks fans going, well, we didn't have Dante Di Vincenzo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We didn't uh, all i'm gonna yeah, say is i'm gonna i'm gonna put my box hat on there and say well obviously dante is better you get out Sean. <laughs> i know this is your podcast mate but better no, i'm only <laughs> all, all joking aside there's no comparison to be made there at all dante is yeah. a good player but he's got nothing on james harden matt i'm uh, assuming you'll, you'll agree on that one yeah i think i think
2: that's clearly clear just a little bit of a, a bit of a poke, poke, poke in the nest a little bit <laughs> like kicking the oh, it oh, down yeah. Well, we're playing without Dante, and he's a—he's you know, hes our fifth best defender. You know what? You <laughs> know, <laughs> he's a great player for us. But no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know—I know from our perspective, anyway. After that heart injury, or well, from my perspective, I won't talk to Sean, but um, I was thinking, like, you know, as the Bucks, we've got to win these two games. These first two, or, or at least this first game. Get, like, if we—if they're playing without James Harden. Cause it was looking like at the time that he probably would make it back to the end of the series. And we're mm. thinking, well, if he's back to anywhere, if he's back to 80% of what he was, of what he is, and they still got Kyrie and KD out there then you know, we need to take advantage while he's not there and win. Obviously we didn't. <laughs> so well, wasn't best place at the beginning of the series, but yeah.
1: Yeah. But again, like, even though Harden goes down, KD scores 29, 10 rebounds, Kyrie scores 25, eight assists, Blake gets 19 points, 14 rebounds. Joe Harris has 18 points off five of nine from deep. Absolutely cruising. Like, no
0: worries. I was it, saying, it was painful. Game one was bad enough to watch. Game two was just horrendous from my perspective. Oh, I loved game two. I thought you would game have. Game two was obviously
1: winning 125 to 186. It was, I don't think, if I was a Bucks fan, I don't think I could have been any more embarrassed. it was painful
0: i say that we had a podcast earlier in the week where we were chatting to someone about that and that was probably the only moment of the entire season where i actually thought fuck this is that's it we're done Mm. you know we've, we've swept the heat we could now potentially get swept by the nets here and it's going to look embarrassing as hell at one point we were up by 49 points I, I almost left Still the NBA, gives me goosebumps. obviously there's a UK fan account and podcast page, um, group chat, sorry, that also we're both part of. I almost left that group chat that morning <laughs> when that game finished because I was like, I that? don't know if I can deal with the roasting that's going to come from this.
1: <laughs> I'd like to think that I didn't give you too much, but you didn't. You were like
0: actually that. very pleasant, obviously. Elliot, who runs <laughs> Hooping and Looting, just well, he was Boston Lake Hell, didn't he? But uh, yeah, he's, it was, he can was a serve out day. enough
1: for both of us. Yeah, that was an absolutely beautiful two games. It was obviously at home, two games, absolutely dominant, despite James Harden going down. Then we get to game three, uh, first game in Milwaukee, a lot closer. You guys win by three. Um, Chris Middleton and Giannis go off fair play, both had over 30 I think um, And this was the start of Joe Harris just going ice, like randomly ice cold uh, he went one for seven from three which is like unheard of for Joe Harris and li- no one outside of the big three scored more than five points just to put that into it's, perspective you know,
0: you need, as much as you've got big three you need your role players to be stepping up there as well don't you, you know, Absolutely. you're not going to get anywhere without that for sure sure. Um, so that sucked. Was it is, a game? Through, that, was a game three or game four that Kyrie got injured?
1: Um, the game
0: four. Game four. I that was it. I can't remember what one it was.
1: Yeah. So game three, where he was still okay, but I think you know, coming back into Milwaukee, it was still close. So I think this is where Giannis executed his game plan to because uh because the Nets came out strong and were winning at the end of the first quarter. He intentionally fouls Kyrie. And I would love to know, I would love to hear your defense of this because Kyrie goes up to get a rebound, I think. Then Giannis slides underneath him with his big Greek feet under where Kyrie is going to land and he rolls an ankle. I would love to to know what you guys think was going through Giannis's mind at that very moment. I I will let Matt
0: answer this first.
2: This is a spicy take. This is a spicy take because I think, I think that, that there are players in the league that I think you can look at and be like, you know, at this point, this person is intentionally fouling this guy. But I think there are guys you can look at and say like, you know, th- this guy would never try and injure someone, you know. I, and maybe, maybe he was intentionally fouling him. But I think that in that moment, Giannis's mind, it's not on Kyrie. He doesn't care about Kyrie. I think in that moment, he's, I'm getting this rebound. You know, this guy's six foot two, whatever, how, how tall career is, I'm six foot 11, I'm massive, I'm getting the one, I'm chucking my body in front of him to get it. I think, unfortunately, his foot does go under, but I don't think that, I, I don't think he intentionally puts the, his foot underneath. I think it's, it, it's purely him just like, you know, I'm fighting for my life here in this series. If I don't, I need to win every single battle, I need to be trying my hardest, I'm chucking myself, I'm grabbing this ball no matter what. So,
1: I think he's bra- just, so he's brain dead more than, than anything. He just doesn't, <laughs> he just doesn't know where he's going. Because this is the weird thing, Like. I don't I don't think there's like a duty of care or anything like that. And I understand that kind of stuff, but like he's a two time MVP professional basketball player. So he must know what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? And I think that it's just a bit weird. I'm just inc- still incredibly salty about the whole thing.
0: Like I, I think it's it. just I think it's just
1: unlucky. I think it's just <laughs> an, I, an, it's unfortunate an unlucky
0: injury. I think that the thing for me is when you look at Yanis as a person and as a player, he's not a dirty person. He's not a dirty, unless that's an incredible facade that he's putting on <laughs> and he's duped the whole world. But he's a very kind, very genuine guy down to earth. That I don't think he would do something like that. And my main thinking being, apart from I don't think he's a dick, he wants to beat the best to be the best. The, you could look at it and say, and it's obviously been spoken about before, the fact is, we're missing two players and we won the series. Would the Bucks have won the series if the Nets were fully fit? It's it's a question. You're shaking your head, Matt. I'm in agreement with you. I don't think we would win the series if he was a fully fit. Great. I think you'd be too strong for us. However, I don't think Giannis would intentionally injure somebody just to try and win a game or win a no, series. Yeah,
1: I, yeah, I, I do. I do. that like, I don't think he did. Was intentional. It was just like just unbelievable because that doesn't. It's not a common. Like those basketball foul, those basketball instances. Let's call them that. It's just one of those things that happens. It doesn't happen that regularly. That sort of injury in that sort of yeah, manner. No, so it's it, just it's like rare. it's, it's a very it's unfortunate actually
0: In looking at, yeah. like you're saying, you know, or Matt like said earlier, if it was a dirty player who's wanting to do that, mm. yeah, you probably would look at it and go, actually, like PJ I
1: mean, Tucker thumbing people in the eye. That's just dirty. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, <who's> my <laughs> <laughs> hey, he does what he needs to do to win. He, he was chatting with the Kevin Durant's mum at one point in one of the games. Yeah, Wanda sure. loves him. Wanda
2: loves him. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, like PJ and KD are, are good mates. Yeah. so I think a lot, a lot of their battling was like, you know, it was it was honest fighting. But I think they respect each other at the end of it. But he okay. was talking like, if it's like if it's like Patrick Beverly or something that, that's pulling that move on Kyrie, then maybe you're starting to think, you know, maybe that is like a dirty move. That's a, that's a player that's got this history of like dirty play. But yeah. I don't think maybe Giannis is just a bit, just being a bit stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can, you can blame his big feet because we can look at blame ah. his big feet because then we can blame KD's <laughs> big feet come game seven.
1: <laughs> Nice. Yeah. But yeah, it was, that was sort of the start of the end of it for, for the Nets because obviously Harden was on what we now know is a grade two hamstring tear mm-hmm. and he was still playing. And you could see when he was running in transition and things like that, he
0: wasn't. He wasn't, wasn't moving running. the way he normally does. No, he
1: there was I know that i don't know what game it was, but there was a, a bit where you, he was almost he was gonna lead a fast break and they got a, a tipped ball or a steal or something, and he was you know at the halfway line with no one in front of him going towards the basket. Head. And he's just like and he, he, I he am I pulls kidding. up and doesn't go, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I remember that,
2: that I think that was that that was in Brooklyn. I think yeah. that might have been that might have been game game seven. No, yes, yeah. so that but, was um, gross.
1: Um but, yeah, so, you know, we go back to Brooklyn for game five. Um, another Nets win. James Harden plays 45 minutes on that. On that tear. Uh, KD, <laughs> KD goes God mode. 49 points, 10 assists, 17 rebounds. But
0: the man's unstoppable. Like, I know you touched on it earlier. He is, yeah. like, I know there's the huge Giannis versus KD sort of mm-hmm. narrative of who's better. Yeah. At this moment in time, I think I have to agree that KD is a better player. Like, the probably, man's unstoppable at the moment.
1: Yeah, you you can't argue with Giannis's production and impact and ability and dominance and unstoppability. And he's just an absolute avalanche. He's a force of nature when he's getting ahead of steam. What I think Kevin Durant has in his favor is he's more versatile and he can he can kill you a couple of different ways. Yeah. Um his defense really is seen. incredibly slept on as well.
0: That they're, they're both
1: ex- they're both unstoppable. Mm. Like they're
2: they're, but there's probably two players in the league mm. that there is nobody that can guard either of them, and it's Giannis yeah. and KD. They're the only players in the league who probably can't find a defender for. I mean, because yeah. I think because you know you put Giannis against LeBron, he could do a pretty decent job on LeBron, right? But I don't think Giannis is stopping KD. It's slowing him down at all. I don't think there's like I, I guess Steph is, is maybe a, a player that maybe can't get slowed down, uh, can't really get slowed down by anyone. But I mean. No one's stopping KD,
0: I think me and no, Matt spoke know. about it on an earlier podcast like in the off-season, where like, the thing with KD is you have to stop the players around them and just, like, like the same with Yannis, let them do what they're going to do, because you're not going to stop them, most of the thing. Mm. Let them do what they need to do, and then you can stop stop the role players from playing. Like what you're saying in Game 3 in Milwaukee. But
2: that's, that sort really of, turned up. That, that's sort of what became the Bucks' strategy post-Game like game 5. Like Game 5, let KD have his 50. Obviously, we lost the game, but it was a lot closer than those first two let KD have the 50 and we'll stop everyone else. Like that's gotta be,
1: that's gotta be the strategy here. And when you've got half a Harden and no Kyrie, that that's when Mm -hmm. our role players then have to get shuffled up the pecking order. And all of a sudden Joe Harris is the second option. And, you know, if you're sagging off KD, you can double Joe Harris and he's got to make contested shots, which he's better sort of shoot, sort of make, get with a bit of space and all that kind of stuff. So it's just incredibly tricky. Um, You know, we also, we did have 27 off Jeff Green that night as well, but (laughs) I'm I'm looking looking at the score now. Yeah. But even he had like plantar fascia problem with his foot. So he had half a foot as well. So it's just like, everyone's just croaking at the wrong time. Um, He shot shot 87% from three at that game. Absolute absolute joke. (laughs) The thing is, I think with, with Giannis, if you can, if you, there is a defensive scheme where you cannot, Get it like he can't, or you slow him down down towards the rim. If you do that, I think you you're you've got a greater chance of stopping Giannis because his game his game isn't one dimensional, but there are, he it's not as multifaceted as KD's.
0: Oh, not yet. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that will come in time for Yannis. for sure. You know, sure. and you a twenty six year old. He will yeah. gradually like you see him in the offseason. I don't know if you've seen the videos of him training. Yeah. You can see him practicing on the stuff that he's renowned for not being great at. Sure.
1: I mean, his his free throw shooting went absolutely through the roof as the um as the series went on. Um, should we talk about how long it takes to take a free
0: throw? <laughs> I, I still think everyone's counting wrong for that. Nobody was counting one Mississippi, two Mississippi. That's horse shit. I'm sorry, you, you, I don't you, know if I can swear on 10. your podcast. Hey, you can swear away. Fantastic, because Lit. that's horse shit. Because I have.
1: <laughs> I've got I've got people on the inside that were at Barclays and they've got their phone, one phone video in, one phone with a stopwatch, um, recording Giannis. And it was an absolute the, the thing that really annoys me though is he got pulled up once for oh, for the 10 seconds. That's the thing, right?
2: You, and you, it's you have gotta police it with you gotta police it with consistency. I think for a lot of us, a lot of Bucks fans anyway, we're sitting there, we're thinking, we're sort of watching it like, was it, you know, yeah, he takes twelve seconds. But like, I guess in the in the rule book, technically, you have to take ten. But like, that's just to stop you from just sitting sitting in the line doing whatever. Like, it's he said, like he's it's, <laughs> like, well, but in, it's not it, it's, it's not like he's wasting like a minute sitting there doing nothing. Like it's only like he's taking twelve, maybe eleven. Like I, I remember he, he used to he used to end up timing his shots with the crowd. By the end of the yeah, series, I he I think was going, that helped him out. He was going when the crowd is get, getting to twelve. That's when I'm. That's when I'm chucking, because you know. It's a thing that he's notoriously been bad at. And if he could um and if he got into some sort of routine, then I guess that was trying to help it. And I guess it it, it was annoying because free throws are an annoying I, I you know they're slow, they slow the game down and stuff. But I, I think it was just him just sort of trying to set himself out because it's such a with him, he can make free throws. It's a whole mental game. It's a mental game. And he was trying to sort of get himself in the zone and you know, he's trying to take some time to relax and stuff, but maybe it was a bit <laughs> The thing, the, thing bugged,
0: the thing that bugged me right was that it wasn't re- it wasn't placed in the regular season yeah. they wait the until the playoffs went right the crowd are getting a bit antsy about this tv has seen it right fuck it we better give them one and like you' said yeah. the, only, the only the only placed it once and then the left it be. if you're going to do it as much as they would have paying bucks fans or anyone else it takes that long do it for everyone you know do it every time he's going over 10 seconds yeah. at least if there's a bit of consistency you can go right you know what it needs to it needs to change it. All they would
1: have needed to do is absolutely batter him for it in game one. And then the rest of this, the rest of the series looks after itself. But sure. I think that obviously it's I don't want to come across as I think I'm quite a balanced Nets fan. You know, mm-hmm. I'm incredibly passionate about my team, but I don't I think I'm a realist as well. Mm-hmm. The reason why Nets fans I think came across a bit whingy and a bit salty about the free throws is because this this series went to overtime game seven so all these tiny little inches here and there could have made an incredibly big difference so i think that's where it stems from um and yeah when he's got no leg to stand on when it's just like it's 10 seconds and he's taking 12 13 seconds then it's just like you just pull your hair out yeah i think i I
2: think the refs are probably sitting there thinking like oh you know we don't want to like because in in a way like if you're stopping this guy from like taking these shots that, that he's at Right. People are going to start being like, oh, well, you know, you're tampering with the product or whatever. You're not letting him take the shots. But he is taking too long. So I I, but I think that's why they didn't like call it in the end is because they were probably thinking like, oh, we don't want to like take away from this. It's, it's not the end of the world.
0: Yeah. I, I also this, think but...
1: they don't want to because obviously Nets fans kicked up a huge stink about it. I also yeah. think there's probably a little bit of an element where the league doesn't want to be seen to pander in to sort of public opinion or something Uh, so they don't want to then go oh well you know the, the fans have been saying this so we better call the game this way they kind of a bit stuck with it, but
0: yeah, incredibly, incredibly. see, see the thing that I think worked in Yanis's favor, right? And I know you were saying there was people that were recording it and showing the 10 seconds, which I agree, it takes longer than 10 seconds. But there was times where fans were not even the net series, just playoffs in general. The Hawks the are really the bad at
2: this. The Hawks yeah. are really
1: bad at counting. They sucked at counting.
0: They were getting to like 15, and like yeah. like nine seconds. What the hell are you doing here, guys? Let yeah. it properly.
1: Yeah, that was crazy. And yeah, of course, there is that. I, but like,
0: yeah, I don't think crazy. that would have helped the refs because then if the refs are trying to genuinely count it and make sure it's doing it, you've got somebody shooting, or what, 30,000 folks shooting 15. Mm. And you're like, well, actually, we're in nine seconds here. We can't if call only, it. If
1: only they could have like a big clock by the scoreboard that they could set to 10 <laughs> and they could have it count down <laughs> or something. If only to they fair, had the technology. <laughs>
2: to be fair, I think that, that, would, that would help Yannis. I think if he had something in front of him saying yeah. 10, nine, he'd be there. Be he'd be like, all right, great. 7, Six, but okay, here we go we're <laughs> we gonna go now.
1: <laughs> that would be, yeah, but
2: yeah,
1: I don't know. Still, hurts, they already have it, so, still hurts.
2: They already have so many shot clock malfunctions. I think, I think they're, they're a bit, um, yeah, they true. don't really want to touch it. It's true, constantly, constantly
1: wrong. <laughs>
0: uh, so, so you guys won game five. We went back to Milwaukee, where we then, yeah. I can't remember what the score was, but we won game six.
1: Yes, 104 89. Um, so, which was it, it, probably, it was probably the biggest
0: scoring we had. It's our best game in the series,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, that was just completely... Obviously, Milwaukee is just an incredibly tough game, a tough place to go and play. Um, really, really passionate fans. Obviously, more Milwaukee's version of Jurassic Park, where whatever that's called.
0: Oh, um, different. Different, <laughs> right, yeah, whatever it
1: is. That <laughs> Henman like, Hill, we'll call it. I don't know. Like, why the
0: fuck are you speaking about a movie? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, so KD, again, got his 32 but just didn't get enough of a response from everyone else. Wait.
2: Yeah, we decided KD can do his thing. And this yeah. time, Jeff Green didn't
1: shoot 80% from three. And so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then game seven was just the most,
0: the Nerve biggest heartbreak
1: thing. I've ever had in my life. Did you guys I mean, think it was a three?
0: Yes. I was I on the floor was on my knees with my head in my hands. Like, yeah, I was 100%. never sitting. Yeah, like, That was an emotional roller coaster that night. I
1: like, would say, because obviously, being a UK fan, like, that's what, 4 a.m.? No, oh, it was later than that. Because <laughs> I had to go to work afterwards. I so do I was like... So
0: I had to get up and go to work and like explain to the boss why I hadn't slept all night, but I had a massive smile on my face. It was like, yeah, yeah the, the Bucks won Game Seven. It was brilliant. It's just yeah, weird because you this, go through this it. The sun was definitely up.
1: Yeah, you just go through it and you're like, you, obviously, when that went down, I was like, I was up, and I was like, I just we've just won a chip, but it's like I don't want to wake my house up. So I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, most of the quietest little internal scream, but like. You could tell by Katie's face; he knew. He knew right away that his foot was on the line, but absolutely brutal. And I think, and then that just sucked it all out. Um, the overtime yeah. was really bad. We only scored two points in overtime. I That's think. To say, so was, I mean,
0: we, 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 we only, only scored four. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, was, it wasn't the greatest was, overtime in the world when it came to scoring, but no. it was one hell of a finish to an incredible season. Yeah. yeah, crazy.
1: And I think I, I would know, have loved
0: to have been a neutral fan watching that game yeah Um, my heart rate would have been a bit more normal for one
1: would have been good and you could yeah you could just even even more so marvel at kd when you're not haven't got that anxiety pumping through your veins um but yeah i think all in all to sum up the series great series um but i will on my deathbed i will say that you guys just just squeaked past a busted up Nets team by the skinnier teeth, thanks to three bad Joe Harris games and <laughs> KD's big ass feet.
0: Hey, I'll take it because look where it got <laughs>
1: <Yeah, I mean, laughs> you're like, I don't give a shit, yeah, well,
0: I'll take <laughs> it. Mean, well,
2: that that play is it is it in overtime where um KD goes up, Brooke Lopez blocks it, right? Mm. And then the but then you you guys get the rebound
1: and it's swung to Joe Harris. Wide open for three. Couldn't be more wide open. Clank. And you're like, oh. I stood up. I stood up. I was <sighs> like, because he'd been getting a bit of stick for like the last couple of games. And I was just like, this is Joe's time. He's going to redeem himself. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, it, it was all clank.
0: Also, it was other than you and another couple of Nets fans that I've got on Twitter, what was the Nets fans' reactions to that? Because like the game seven in general and the series.
1: Um, so the main, the main thing...
0: Um, what do you mean about Joe Harris in particular? No, no, just the sort of the series in general, how it finished, the fact that he's went out in the second round with the team that he's have kind of thing.
1: Um, I think there wasn't so much like, oh my God, this team needs to break up, championship or bust, what a load of jokers, I can't believe they didn't make it past. I think it was like, we. there was a great deal of understanding with Nets fans that it's just like, look, we were you know, without Kyrie, without Harden, KD played out of his mind, um, it was incredibly close against the MVP and some other good players. And it's just, and we came that close. So I think there was a lot of, a bit of overreaction about like, Joe Harris lost us yeah. this game. It's just like, no, because over, so you have three bad games <laughs> in a row, which is incredibly bad timing. Yeah. but. It's just it is just one of those things. He still shot like what forty-nine percent from free. He still shot forty percent from free in the playoffs as a whole. So he's absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, there was just, you know, bits here and there, but it was just I didn't I didn't watch any of the finals. I didn't watch any more basketball after that. Yeah, it's gross. So,
0: it's horrible. question though, right? Obviously, next team were depleted, right? We can all agree on that between all the various injuries and players playing through injuries. KD's line isn't on the foot. Nets go through at the Eastern Conference Finals. Do you think he would have went on to win it with the injuries and sort of the 50% players that he's had that were sort of fighting through fitness? Or do you think it would have been maybe one step too far from the finals?
1: I I still think, and I don't want to, I know I'm on a Bucks podcast and I don't want to blow smoke up your ass, but (laughs) Giannis is incredibly good at basketball. And if we, and if a team that is, you know, built around him, just squeaks past you. I think we're going to be fine against Atlanta.
0: True, that's and a fair then, point. Eh?
1: Do you know I what I mean? Either. And then again yeah. after that, it's just I think the Bucks were the best team left in the competition. Yeah. And if we beat them, then it's just a more a more manageable opponent, I think. But um, who knows? Because like you say, it's just like time will tell. Well, with like injuries and stuff like that, Harden was still nursing that injury in in the off season, so he wouldn't have been a hundred percent um but yeah i guess we'll never know
0: right. interestingly
2: talk talking about injuries in the off season i mean if i i, I guess we can uh go to yeah it's great i'll, I'll go for it um <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where this is going <laughs> no no, no. Uh, i, I am just gonna talk about Giannis because obviously Giannis has is also he's, he's still up yeah he, he can't play at the moment because obviously he got Injured in the Hawks series, obviously you said you didn't watch, the, watch it. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. The uh, the injury that he sustained, he's he's still out. He can't. Well, that play. was
1: his hyperextended knee. Yeah, his hyperextended knee. Yeah, yeah. that looked gross. That was horrible. It was, it
2: was hard. It's a career running injury for most athletes, but because yeah. he's such like Disgusting. a trained like so well-built and stuff, because he, he's a freak, because he, <laughs> yeah, he a freak. <laughs> he, he ended up playing through it and giving one of like one of the most iconic, one of the greatest finest performances of all time. Um, and he's he's out. He can't like. Because if we're going to be like something to talk about in a bit, is is the fact that he's not going to be? He, I don't think he's going to play ring guy. Because interesting, I think it, like he hasn't been training with the Bucks at the moment, and that's not because he hasn't got COVID, like yeah. uh, certain players or the vaccine. Sorry, <laughs> like he, he um, he's not training because he's injured. Like he he's still nursing the knee injury. It's, um, it's, it's kind of crazy, but that's probably because he hasn't really been training himself. Well, I too busy think he going around country fairs,
1: isn't he? Too busy no, getting say, popcorn at the country fair. I think
0: he yeah, went yeah. back to Greece, the trophy
1: with him. Too, too busy
2: sitting with his father's MVP overlooking <laughs> the, the,
0: the Parthenon. But, uh... <laughs> no, I do think that injury was absolutely gruesome. Like, the fact that he came back into the finals, and granted, I think it was game one, he wasn't himself. Like That was obvious. But then to still finish it how he finished it, it was madness. Obviously, Matt, you can touch on there going into the night. I was going to go back to sort of what went right and what went wrong for the Nets, but we can you touch on that as we went through the series with various things anyway.
2: I was going to talk about off-season, maybe. Do, do, maybe, do you want to touch on like, like on the, on the, the Nets' is, the Absolutely. Nets' is off-season in general? Because I think the Nets have had a very mixed off-season. I think there have been some goods and some and, and some negatives. I think losing Jeff Green is massive. He was yeah. huge for you guys against us I Me, mean, 27-point game. You know, there are some times where you're thinking, Come on, it's th- "This guy is the guy killing us right now." You got KD killing us. It's not Harden. It's not Kyrie. It's not you know, it's not Blake Griffin. Although it was at times, it's 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 this guy. This this guy, and he and and he, and he did a decent job on defense as well at times. You know, he he was a, he was a solid solid defender. I think he he was a really important piece. But obviously, to counteract that, now we've got Patty Mills coming in. He's a
1: really really experienced player. So yeah, I don't know. What do you think about your off season? I think we had had an incredibly successful offseason. season. I think you know. Before the beginning of last season, we were, you know, among the favourites. And it's not often that a title favourite team gets better. Um, Do you know what I mean? So, But I think we absolutely have got better um, over this off-season. Like you say, we've lost Jeff Green, but some of the additions that we've managed to pull off, as you say, Patty Mills, LaMarcus Aldridge is back. And he feels... A pretty big Jeff Green-shaped hole in this team Um, defensively. Obviously, he's still got—he's the king of the mid-range. Paul Millsap, we've added, which is huge. Which he's—you know—he's not elite anymore, but he's incredibly good at practically everything. Whether it be defense, knocking down threes, grabbing boards, anything you want. Um, Have I said Patty Mills?
0: Yeah, I think
1: you did. Still incredibly good. I I get the idea. But we've also um, some sort of under the radar ones DeAndre Bembry from the Raptors, who's again just all defense, James Johnson, who's just all about defense, Um, Javon Carter from the Suns, who's all defense. So not only are we still going to have this kind of historic offense going on next year with a healthy KD, a healthy Kyrie, hopefully, uh, and a healthy James Harden. A full year of Blake Griffin um, and LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, We've got a a young rookie called Cam Thomas, who, you know, was co-MVP of Summer League. And he just dropped 21 points against the Lakers in preseason. I know it's not the real Lakers, but you know what I mean? But like, we're going to have no problem scoring the ball. And we've just become incredibly good on defense, um, I think. So, and we managed to re-sign KD, to an extension so like a three-year, that three-year is that a
0: three-year deal he signed
1: for he's, he's gonna be he's a net for life i think unless something incredibly weird goes on he's a net for life um so yeah in terms of off-season, off-season acquisitions i think we've just been we've done incredibly well
0: i also yeah, feel mad cause... that you've got Lamarcus aldridge back i've obviously had to retire last season for it was i think it was a heart condition wasn't it
1: yeah so he's had he's got an irregular heartbeat essentially so he got signed off Medically retired after playing five games for the Nets, and he looked really good, like in those he, five he, games. He looked, he looked very good for you guys, yeah. In those so. games, him in the mid
2: range in those games was dangerous. Considering considering the talent you have on the outside, for him to exactly. be able to operate in that mid range area was really it was really nice. Yes, yeah, so I'm really just good gonna good to I'm
0: like just that. gonna call this one now. So I got drafted by the Nets on 2K22, right? I hate passing the ball to fucking Lamarcus Aldridge because he never scores. Really, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Honestly, it could not be more wrong. It's yeah, that's
2: nuts.
1: That is nuts.
2: Yeah. Do, do you think, so, so have they, have they figured out his heart thing then is, is he going to be able to play 100% or is it like a, he's, he's going to try and then see.
1: So he's fully medically cleared. He is good to go. Um, I haven't heard anything about minutes restrictions or load management or anything like that. I think it was just purely, he got a second opinion and another second opinion and another second opinion. And it was all people saying you're good. And he's happy to take that on. Um, obviously the last thing we want is to him to go down again or, um, you know, him to, you know, life is most important. <laughs> is, well, that, that'll
0: probably be more closely managed. Now that they know it was a thing to begin with, you Very know, yeah. there'll be a lot, I be there'll, be a lot stuff, yeah. Yeah. there'll be a lot. of things going on behind the scenes that may not be publicised about so. how they're going to deal with it, whether it's minute restrictions mm-hmm. as the season goes on, things like that.
2: Yeah. I hope but, he plays. I hope he
0: plays. I'm going to try a really swift transition here, right? Which will probably epically fuck up, but I'm going for it, right? Because it needs to get involved, right? Don't be the up, or... I'm not sure. Oh, no, no, <laughs> but we're, we're talking about the off-season and it's kind of going to go into off the night and that's Kyrie Irving, right? In the whole yeah. not being vaccinated thing, not allowed to play. He's currently a missed training, I believe, because Today. he's not allowed to train. <laughs> Correct. Because so, he can't
2: train in New York because, he, because the restrictions, he's going to be paying 15
1: million, I think it is, in fines, is, is, is it, the number. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing.
0: Like, I'm of the uh, opinion, well, yeah. just get, get vaccinated, you know, it's for the greater good for other people, not so much for yourself. I understand he's got his personal reasons behind it, but, you know, is he going to risk missing an entire season or half a season, sorry, because it will be home games he'll miss because he doesn't want to get a, a jab.
2: Yeah. Is he, uh, is, he, is, he, is he going to risk going to, you know, going to the finals against the Lakers and then not being able to play a single game because he can't play in LA or in New York?
1: Well, uh, traveling players can traveling players, play. but Travel- okay. thats the stupid thing. Which like, is silly. Traveling players oh, okay. can <laughs> play unvaccinated, but home players can't. Which I don't know. All right. But so, yeah, that's obviously, it. like you guys, I will preface the next part of what I'm going to say with, I'm vaccinated. Everyone should get vaccinated. You, should- of course, it's safe. It's incredibly safe. Get it for you know your-, your loved ones and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's weird. So, Curry Irving hasn't said. Whether or not he's vaccinated or not, but obviously him not turning up not turning up for training is because he is unable to because of the New York State laws, which means he can't do any training, play any games, or do any team activities. That's how the vague the wording is. Um,
0: Sorry, I think Matt, we've lost you a little bit there. Your um, sounds went away. So, we've still got the other Matt, so we can just continue chatting while the second Matt tries to fix this. But, <laughs> like, I just, think it's, I just think it's mad that, you know, he's willing to take that risk and potentially not, you know, get vaccinated. And apart from, there's a lot of money he's losing one, but, yeah, he's, he's wealthy enough that he can probably afford to lose that thing. money. But, Come back. Can you hey, we're back. back. We have Matt back. Fantastic. Sorry about right.
1: that. No, sorry about that. No, that's my bad. My technical gremlin's my end. But, <laughs> yeah, it, it's really strange. I think, so... Obviously, because you can't argue, that the argument isn't with whether or not you should get a vaccine, because of course you should. The argument now, like we're in a tricky position. And I've and I've just written an article actually for Net's Republic about the struggle of being pro-vaccine and pro-Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Because you know, he's placed with his team. We still want, you know, we kind of want to back our guy, but he because we have opposing views against us on this particular subject, it's it's tricky. So where the, the argument isn't whether or not you should get a vaccine it's it's the it's the argument of personal choice we differ in what that personal choice is yeah. but um you know kyrie has hasn't said that he's anti-vaccine he hasn't said that he's skeptical um there was a big article in rolling stone alleges that he liked some instagram photos of a conspiracy theorist who thinks that vaccines are here to build a satan supercomputer or something but it's just like mate that's that's instagram likes calm down um but it's just, it's just one of those things so he hasn't been hasn't been spreading all this he's not bradley Beale in his media day saying you know we don't even know if it's safe or not and that kind of stuff so he's just said respect my privacy
0: which you can't really argue with no that's fair enough, absolutely.
2: With that as yeah as, as long as he's not spreading disinformation he's not doing that's damage it. to other people i guess like because obviously with, with what bradley bill was saying bradley bill was saying something stupid like oh you know if i if i can still get covid what's the point of getting the vaccine exactly it's just like we well, clearly you don't understand what the vaccine does if you're saying that but like precisely with Kyrie, yes, he's obviously kept very private about the whole issue and he's not you know it's is at the end of the day his personal choice so
1: it is it's it's a silly personal choice he's made but that's the personal choice but then the thing is I've got no problem with you having that personal choice if you can live with the consequences of that personal choice. Correct. So Kyrie Irving has said, "I'm not getting the vaccine," sort of, or that's what it looks like. So the league has said, "Okay, cool. You need to pay us four hundred thousand dollars for every game you miss." And he, at the moment, he's gone. Okay. Fine. Whereas you get someone like Andrew Wiggins, who they say you've got to pay us four hundred thousand dollars for every home game you missed, and he's gone, okay, I'll get the vaccine. Yeah, and he's then he came, out with some, I was say, yeah. he came out with
0: some shit today where he went on about how his body's not in his control or something like that, and you're like, shut up, mate.
1: Yeah, so it's one of those. I mean, if I was Andrew Wiggins, I'd probably do exactly the same yeah. as him. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a, a very, very weird one. So, and then obviously you've got the the, the point of what, Ky- what Kyrie is doing or not doing, I don't care that it's distracting the media or distracting the narrative of whatever, but if this does negatively impact the on-court performance for the rest of the team, then obviously that's a problem. Yeah. What I, the, the feeling I get from all the players that are currently on this roster that they're all just behind him and it's just like, this is Kyrie, this is his choice, we're all behind him, so it's all good. So that's, as a fan, I'm like, we just got to wait and see, and and I think media outlets don't do very well with let's just wait and wait, see. yeah, they, <laughs> no, that's they, not thing, is it? They, they, wait they, they guess and they um, drum up you know, bullshit to make it stuff. work. So, yeah, exactly, and fill those column yeah. inches.
2: Yeah, because I mean, the, the players know Kyrie, and they they will have talked to Kyrie, they will have chatted to Kyrie, and they'll know where Kyrie's at, and they know who Kyrie is. I mean, Kyrie's always been this this guy, you know. He's gonna put himself first, and he's gonna take his time to do what he wants to do, and you know, and then he's gonna play, you know. And he, he will play and he will, you know, he'll play properly and he won't mess around when he's on the court and he won't throw temper tantrums because he doesn't get allowed to do whatever. But he's, at the same time, he's going to go off and he's going to, you know, he's going to see his sister when his sister's doing whatever and all of this stuff's going to go on. And he's going to do that. And I suppose, you know, mentally, I think he's just sort of doing it for himself. You know, got, you know, mental health's a big problem with the, the sort of pressure that you get nowadays in the NBA and all these big sporting things. And he just said, you know what, I'm a millionaire. Fine, me, I don't care. I'm good. Uh, this is what I
1: want to do, so I'm going to do it. Exactly. And just to just to bring it back into the bucks, the good thing is opening night is a vice forum we can play, so, we? so Kyrie can play. He's available. So we can't, you know, if if he's if he's, if he's as good to go as, as we think he is. And he took part in training camp because it was in San Diego, not Brooklyn. So he's been practicing with the team. You know, he's probably going to play. <laughs> against Milwaukee so hey, this is, this is one see. that's
0: going to be interesting it would have been weird, it would have been nicer to see if Brooklyn played game one at home obviously not against the Bucks because mm. of what we get out of it but yeah. to see whether or not he'll be able to play because all it's going to do is drag on the narrative of is he vaccinated is he not vaccinated for the entire of that game Yeah, you can make a bingo card of things that the commentators will say during that game related to Kyrie and the vaccine Yeah, and I reckon you'd be incredibly drunk by about the tenth minute of the game. (laughs) Yeah, it
1: it does get boring. Like I saw, there was a a story that came out today that was a reporter spoke to one of Kyrie Irving's old high school (laughs) teachers about her stance on whether or not Kyrie should get the vaccine. I'm like, you're scraping the bottle, man. I
0: was in stitches reading your tweet to that. Uh, It's it's, how how far back do you have to go? Uh, you know. My P1 teacher said this. Yeah. So ah oh, fuck, I better Absolutely. go get a vaccine now because Mrs. Megan says they're going to be happy with me.
1: Exactly. But. Absolutely stupid. But it's one of those, it's just it's the not knowing that, yeah. that kills you. And you just gotta get your head down and hope, hope that he does get a vaccine. Hope yeah. that he does. Because you know, all the narrative of he's a hometown boy grew up supporting the New Jersey Nets and he wants to bring it back home and he wants to play at home and he wants to do it, get a championship in the city kind of loses its luster when you can't play home games.
0: I, I reckon he will get it, but he'll do it on the sly. He won't come out and advertise the fact that he's done it. He will just go away, eventually get it, and be like, for that reason, I want to play basketball. I want to play at home. It and would just no be, fun.
2: yeah, it would, it would just be something out of nowhere. It'd be like, oh yeah, Kyrie Owen, available for tonight's to game or yeah. yeah. And everyone would be like, oh,
0: well, there we go. But that kind of swiftly takes us into opening night, which Matt had touched on there. And Now, I don't know if this is maybe just me looking at it after how the playoffs went. I see it as a bit of a grudge match. Because there's a potential the Nets are going to be fairly fit, you know, if Giannis is not playing, doing pre-season training and playing pre-season games, is that so that his knee is ready to go for up in the night? And we could be in for some fireworks, you know, you, you could quite honestly yeah. ruin overnight. night. Well, I mean, that's obviously what I was
2: saying earlier, right, about whether or not Giannis is, is going to be fit or not. And right now, I don't think he is fit, but maybe in, you know, it's, it's what, a week and a bit, right? Into the game, uh,
0: two two weeks today. Two weeks? We're, we're recording yeah. on the, what the Tuesday, I've. so we've got two weeks today until the game.
2: So, whether or like he may be there, and to be fair to Giannis, he probably wants to be there. I'd imagine mm-hmm. he wants to play that game, and even if he he just plays that and then doesn't play whoever we've got after that, like. <laughs> but um, yeah, what do you think about about the about the game?
1: It's one of the. I think even if we battered you by thirty points. I don't think you'd give a fuck. Nah, it's not <laughs> ring night. no reason to ban it. It's like you get your ring, it's banner night. Um, yeah, I think you guys are in an absolute win-win situation. I think um, it was bold
0: of the NBA picking the Bucks versus the Nets for opening night, for ring night. Is yeah. it, like, it seems they to me like do. a bit... They, like, they they also, yeah, because the narrative going into it in that series was obviously whoever wins that series is winning the NBA. Yeah. Which obviously is how it ended up going. But, yeah. is, you know, they've looked at it right right. We can make a bit of a grudge match. We can make something out of this. Let's just see how Brooklyn react.
1: Yeah, form a bit of a rivalry yeah. in, at the top of the East because, you know, with, with your lads... Um... I refuse to call your lads a big three, by the way. <laughs> they're, they're your three best players, but they're not, they're not a big three.
0: Ridge Barrett's rubbing off on you. You're going to tell me next <laughs> because they're not a max player. But uh,
1: yeah, you know, having, having the situations that are currently on currently going on in Brooklyn and in Milwaukee, it looks like they're going to be quite good for quite a long time. So yeah. if, if the NBA can kind of foster this kind of rivalry, then I think that's probably good. Um, but yeah, I think, as I said, it's not a Barclays, so it looks like we're going to get KD... James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, everyone is gonna be is gonna be there. Blake Griffin, Lamarcus Aldridge, Patty Mills, Paul Millsat All these folk are gonna be there. Um, and you know, there could be a massive upset. I'm not sure how again, but it's going to Milwaukee, which is a tricky place
0: to go and play. So, so you you've said they're a massive upset. Would you class the Knicks coming away with a victory there as an upset? Or are you talking like an outrageous scoreline of like a repeated game two? Where the Nets um, walk away with a 50-point win near near enough.
1: I don't know. I think I, I don't think it would be an upset if we win. I think it's absolutely in the realms possibility that we could smoke you guys. But mm-hmm. I just think it wouldn't matter to you guys at all. Um but yeah, I, I expect us to go and win. Of course I do. Um, especially if Giannis isn't playing. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess that remains to be seen. But uh, gee, I just wanted to make the point that like we'll be at full strength, but you guys are just at the last laugh, and there's nothing we could do. That could combat that
0: stance from you guys. It's just like, yeah, but That's right. we, we, are, we, could oh, night, we could just spend the entire night. We could just spend entire night throwing the ball back to you and like, yeah, fuck you. Look what we've got. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I
1: think yeah, that would just kind of hopefully breed this breed this nice little rivalry we've got going on.
0: My kind of thing is going to sort of. Sorry, Matt. What were you going to say, mate? Because I mean,
1: because rivalry
2: wise, in terms of narrative, there's already the the giannis versus Harden thing, which has been a thing for a couple.
0: Yeah. Years,
2: which is which is a i, I, I quite like the giannis Harden thing.
1: Because it is because it's real it's just really sly digs isn't yeah it? like they're not they never like be pushing and shoving against each other they just cuss each other out in the media which is hilarious. i mean Giannis said Giannis
2: said on the uh on i think on the greek yeah he did an interview in Greece and he he said something about how like oh, yeah, i yeah i respect james Harden as a, as a bland massively no nothing i've ever said is ever about him. and i don't and he said oh and he was like oh yeah and that, that run and dunk thing I don't think that was about me he'd tell me it wasn't about me either <laughs> so but they're both sort of like oh yeah no we're great mates doesn't exist but it's obvious that it—that there there is yeah. some sort of some sort of thing there because I mean whenever, whenever Giannis sort of lists off the great like the great players in the league Harden's never on the list he's never there never,
1: never. <laughs> no I love I, yeah I love these little storylines going through um, and yeah like I say Yanis has got one more MVP than James Harden has he's got a He's got a chip, and James Harden hasn't. MVP. That's it. So, so yeah, it's um. That's an so interesting you, question. Give me James Harden. Right? If <laughs> if um
2: if you guys if you guys win this year, who's who do you reckon is going to be Finals MVP? The,
1: good, the cool thing is, it could be realistically be a number of people. Um, mm. but you've seen in the in the Bucks Nets series that how what K, what playoff KD looks like. He's he's inhuman. So I, I, unless he's sort of schemed out the game to such a degree that you know either James Harden or Kyrie Irving or someone else has to just play out their skin, or there's someone on the defensive end that absolutely wins it for us, like a kind of that kind of Andre godala style Finals MVP when he was with um, the Splash Brother um, Warriors, I think is is you know you can't really look too far past the best player in the universe, can you? No, I yeah,
0: that, I'd have KD as money on KD being finals MVP if the Nets were there. That'd,
2: that'd be such a middle finger though to KD, Kyrie, and Harden if like you come away from the series and like Blake Griffin's one finals like, <laughs> <he's been there. laughs>
0: It would be mint though. It would be mint. It'd be hilarious to watch. But, so also you're talking about we're talking about the finals there. I'm assuming do you see the Nets going the whole way this season?
1: See, I I, I hate making these making these predictions, <laughs> right? But while I'm going to be coy. I'm going. To, I'm going to say, health permitting, there is absolutely no one we cannot beat. Yeah. So I think you know I'm that. just going to leave it. I'm going to leave that out there. And I like it, firm. leaving
0: it sort of half open there. Yeah, we, it's just we, like we...
1: realistically, there's no argument against us.
0: Realistically, we've no, we, we done a couple of episodes where it was like predicting the conferences which, obviously, as the two professional sportsmen that we are, was great fun, considering I had the Cavaliers in 14th because I don't like the colour of the plane <laughs> and things like that. But the, me and Matt differed come top spot in the East. I put the Bucks there, and I'm not going to lie, I think part of that was probably down to my Bucks tinted glasses, which I'll happily admit, Matt went to the Nets mm. and had the Nets coming out first.
1: Yeah, I would not be... I've locked us in for top two, so I, I was on a... Um... I did a podcast with some guys from the athletic that, um, that cover the nets and they asked me, it's like, would you lock in the nets for one of the top two spots? And I said, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know which one it will be. Um, I think we're not going to, we're not going to cruise through the regular season, um, but I don't think there's going to be as much onus on us getting that first seed. Um, But yeah, but there's such a gulf between the bucks and the nets and then everyone what, else, whatever schlubs are going to be number three, but um, yeah, so I think we're definitely going to be top two. Um, I would not be surprised if the Bucks are um, take the first in the East because you know you're a great regular season team historically. Um, so yeah, I, I I have I would have no beef with coming sec- with finishing up second. I think honestly, do-
2: yeah, I, I'd like us to get the one seat because I think I think coming you know. It's almost written in that the Eastern Conference finals this year is going to be Bucks nets right? Mm-hmm. It's like that, I mean, barring some crazy injury or something happening to what either one of our teams um, touch with it, that doesn't happen. It's, that's where we're looking, right? It's going to be, be Bucks nets in, in that Eastern Conference final. And I think home court advantage for us anyway would be a massive advantage in, in sort of like making us win that series. Because the only way we're winning that series is like, we're not going to out-talent you like, we're going to need bad performances and home court advantages. The only way to get that, like, that will be a seven-game series if we're going to win it.
1: Yeah, but, I, yeah, I think, you know, to, to counter Giannis, but I think between Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, and maybe Paul Millsap, I think that's a lot of bigger bodies to be running into than than Blake and Nick Claxton or whatever to be fair, Nick Claxton is a great, but he also weighs like fourteen stone and he's six foot nine. So if, I think, if Nick Claxton
2: can bulk up a bit, I think he's defensively intelligence-wise, he's a very hmm. intelligent defender. I think he, I think he did the best job on the nets at guarding Giannis.
1: During, yeah, he's the he's just so quick, man. Like he can he can legit guard one one through four. Like I think you know, there's he can do as good a job as anyone can do on Giannis. But I think yeah, if he if he bulked up a bit, then he would that would just be better for him if it didn't impact his mobility but yeah he's just got incredibly quick hands and he's incredibly long so yeah he's, he's a great defender
0: Actually, I think Buckton Nets and the Eastern Conference Finals would be the finals well the Eastern Finals that we all deserve going into the next mm. season I think it's one that everybody would want to see Obviously, so. if you, apart from maybe the teams that they would support where obviously they would want to see if you're a Celtics fan you want the Celtics there but I think from a neutral perspective that would be the Eastern Finals that you'd want because then realistically they're going to go on and play the Lakers in the finals mm. Looking at the Lakers unless, team that they've got there,
2: un, un, unless Jamal Murray, Mark Jela, and Nicole Jokic do something, I think they're the only team. Because I mean, they've got Jeff Green now as well. I think mm. the Nuggets are the only team that can stop the Lakers. And that's, is Jamal Murray back is the, he, Is it?
1: What's he? Not yet. He,
2: that's no. That is given that Jamal Murray comes back from yeah. an ACL injury in in any sort in like the same form that he was. Because yeah. Jamal Murray in that bubble was playing very very well.
1: Uh, so was Timothy with Cabarro in that bubble. Weird <laughs> things happened in that bubble. <laughs> Look at Jimmy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Talero,
0: yeah, you got. It. <laughs> hey, there we go. But no, because that pretty much takes us to the end. I don't think I've got anything else. Unless Matt, you've got anything you want to add in, mate?
2: Mm. No, sorry, no, 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 that was
0: to Matt Hardy. Sorry. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: worried, are we still doing our bet, Sean?
0: Oh yeah, fuck. We've got that bet, don't we? Was that was a thirty second or a sixty minute video come opening uh, night?
1: Thirty seconds. So whoever wins on opening night, the uh, the if the bucks win then your good self gets to script a 30 second video that i have to perform uh to camera um to say whatever you want me to say and if the nets win i get to script a 30 second video that you have to say on your channel so it could be very interesting
2: does winning counting count as having a ring on your finger at the end of the night because, (laughs) because
1: we don't live in the past Right, that was last year. No one cares. It's The present, it's the present.
0: <laughs> but so yeah, I've toyed with the idea of writing this script a couple of times already, and then I've got really superstitious. you can't write a winning speech already. That's you're you're getting way ahead of the game there. You're jinxing it, you get, yeah, yeah, you get that's like bad voodoo doing that, mate. I've got so many things I want to try and fit into thirty seconds. Nice. Man. Interestingly,
2: maybe one thing to chuck in at the end. How was the game last night? Anything interesting happened? Because <laughs> I mean, ours is tonight, and. Uh, oh so sorry that was uh two, was nights, ago. two nights ago Go, yeah, yeah. The, so
1: yeah it was like obviously everyone was missing um <laughs> no kd no harden no kyrie no blake no patty mills no joe harris <laughs> um no no lamarcus Aldridge and Paul played but yeah it was like the mets c team versus the lakers b team so there was some there were some guys that got some run for the lakers that would play legit minutes um in the season whereas we were still we're still trying to find out who our two-way guys are going to be and who are those kind of end of the bench guys um but no really really good to see um some new additions we've got some really nice um young pieces in the draft cam thomas especially um scored 21 um off the bench he just he's just an absolute offensive machine um scored like a load uh, recorded a load of um offensive records in college um you know, he averaged like 27 points over four games in summer league, so he's just a, just a walking bucket. Um, seeing Paul Millsap go for a double double was really really good, um, and just yeah, all of our guys. It was just real nice. We don't we've always had a problem with our rebounding um, as a Nets team, so it was nice to see those kind of um, worries kind of be allayed a little bit. But yeah, it was just just lovely to have just to have Nets basketball back, man. I love
0: it. Did you step and watch it?
1: Well, it was a UK friendly time. It was um 8 30 p.m. tip time, oh, which is absolutely it was absolutely beautiful.
0: See, it was, was just one o'clock tonight, and I've been trying to speak myself out, going, Yeah, you're not staying up for it, mate. It's pre season. <laughs> and as the days went on, I've been, you know what, fucking basketball's back. I'm sitting up. I'm off <laughs> basketball's work. Basketball's back, baby. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm off work. I'm not, I'm I can have a long life tomorrow. I'm staying yeah. up for this. Albeit yeah, we are missing good. like five or six big players or other yeah. bigger players. So
1: Well, we play you next in pre season. We you do, yeah. A- We've got it's Friday, right? Friday's our game, I think so. so yeah. So that should be interesting.
0: <laughs> Both teams for beating yeah. team for the so they can save everyone for off their mate.
1: That's it, Bruce Brown versus I don't know Bobby Portis. So Semi Ojala
0: coming in and twenty <laughs> points. <laughs> yeah, cause, we'll cause, see. We'll
1: see. Yeah. Drew's
2: playing. Drew fifty point. Fifty not point, Sam uh, revenge game from Memphis. <laughs>
0: I, 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 no Sam Meadows out. I'm still waiting for the Grizzlies to get back to me on Twitter to see if he's can, out. I've, on it. I've tried to make a bet with them. So I'm hoping that that's going to come come true. <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. But Matt, thank you very much for joining us, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: No, thanks so much for having me, man. Yeah, obviously I, I listen to you guys. Um, so yeah, love what you guys do um on the socials and stuff, rep in the NBA in the UK
0: community. So yeah, love it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much. And obviously. As much as he is a Brooklyn Nets fan, if you want to give Matt a follow, it was UK Net fans. UK Nets fans. That's it. On Twitter and it's the BK to UK podcast that he runs. That's it. Yeah. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can you will find BK to UK, the British
1: Brooklyn Nets podcast. So give us a follow as well. Don't even care if you listen, just follow us <laughs> <it's good> <laughs> <the start. laughs>
0: Thank you, mate. Take care. Perfect. Thanks, mate. Thanks.